Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. All right, back with this segment. My name is Buddy Shula, and we are here with PB Elder Law and Linda Greer. You can find PB Elder Law, of course, on the internet, and you could also find them on Cayuga, uh, right by the airport. That's where their uh, main office is, Cayuga, uh, right in Sheikdawaga, pbelderlaw.com. Welcome to the uh, segment, Linda. Thank you. Thank you. It's great to be here. It's always good to have you here because we talk about very important topics uh, for our seniors and families. And right now we are going to focus on the timeline and what to expect in the probate process. People hear probate and uh, probate and they think it's a scary word. So I want you to tell us, first of all, what is probate and what is the process? Certainly. So you're right about that. People hear the word probate and they sort of instantly panic and say, that's something I want to avoid. And probate is simply the legal process that you have to go through when a person passes away and that individual owned assets that happen to be in their own individual name. So we can avoid that process by having a joint owner or having a designated beneficiary or prior to passing away maybe transferring ownership out of our name into a trust. But what probate really is, is a surrogate's court proceeding where the deceased person's last will and testament is offered up to the court for validation. And if the person dies without a will, there's a process for that in New York called intestacy. And then the executor or the administrator of that estate has to be validated and approved by the court before they actually have any legal authority to do anything regarding those assets that were solely in the deceased person's name without a joint owner or beneficiary. So we submit a petition to the court, a death certificate, the will, all of these things to surrogate's court. And then the court does have to review things. And right now, unfortunately, due to um, significant understaffing um, at surrogate's court in Erie County, things are delayed by several months. So you're filing something and you're going into the queue and the line, the waiting line, sort of next in line, I and mean, you might be behind 500 other matters and you're sort of waiting. So there are delays involved that we're trying to avoid and, and educating people to know that probate does take time. Obviously, you you hire an attorney generally to help you with that process. So there's attorney's fees related to that. And one of the most unsettling things about probate is it's completely po- open to the public. And, you know, anybody can actually sort of log in and and jump on the Internet and see what had happened in your estate proceeding. And people like to avoid that if possible. So there's delays, expense and public nature of probate is what we'd like to try to avoid. That being said, we do probate every day and certainly help families through the process if necessary. 
Okay, we're here with Linda Greer from PB Elder Law. And so what you're saying to me seems like probate is a complicated process. And that's probably the reason, because it's is complicated, that the outcome could become better and it could become more streamlined if you have an attorney like yourself. Would that be correct? Absolutely. So the planning ahead sort of process can help you with avoiding delays, making it more streamlined, you having more control, um, and keeping it private. So we definitely want to help families and get the word out. And that's what PBL or law does is we're educating people all the time on the things that you can do in advance to make sure that things are going to go the way that you want them to, and that you have control and you're overseeing how things are going, as opposed to leaving it into the hands of what New York State's legislature has told us has to happen um, and sort of waiting on the delays. Again, this is not the the fault of the court. There's The budget was there, and unfortunately, there's been a hiring freeze um, coming from up above what we're being told. So um, they're just very short-staffed, but you know we're filing stuff at this point and then maybe waiting you know, two or three months to get documents processed. And that's significant when we're talking about somebody has died and now our hands are, are tied a little bit and we're waiting. Okay, so how can people avoid probate? So avoiding probate, there are a few things that we can do. We can make sure that most of our assets are structured in such a way that they either have a designated beneficiary. So for example, maybe life insurance, IRA, annuity, we could name a direct beneficiary on those assets. Um, With bank accounts or investments accounts, you can name um, either a joint owner or a payable on death type of beneficiary. Um, But we also really recommend the use of a trust entity where during your lifetime, you actually create an entity um, separate from yourself and actually move assets into that entity now. And there are a couple different types of um, entities that you could do by way of a trust. Um, One is revocable and the other is irrevocable. And a revocable trust we would create solely generally for the purpose of avoiding probate. You know, we put our assets in, um, it avoids any of the court proceeding after we die. We designate who's gonna receive things. We designate who's gonna be in control as the trustee. All of that we choose. But a revocable trust does not offer any protection from a nursing home or long-term care needs. That, That would need to be an irrevocable type of trust. And we use them all the time. They're really nice because they, can protect assets from long-term care down the road. They still avoid probate. They give us privacy. They put us in control um, as far as the designation of how things go at the end of our life. Um, But in order to get that protection from the nursing home, it has to be irrevocable and we have to put the assets in and and relinquish ownership over them. You also do have to clear a five-year mark or a five-year look back for those assets to be protected, um, totally protected from a nursing home. Um, so we can avoid probate and we can also protect assets from a nursing home. We can sort of kill kill multiple birds with one stone by using um, a, an irrevocable trust entity. But with, with these kind of things, you have to plan in advance. Is that correct? That is correct. So the, the sooner that we do things, the better. We are always dealing with the fact that there is a five-year look-back period um, and a look-back rule. So to the extent that you do something and you clear five years, you've now sheltered those things. So the sooner we start, the better. You also really want to work with an attorney that does this kind of work because it is sort of unique and uh, technical. 
So you don't want to go to sort of your general practitioner, jack of all trades to be working on asset protection, um, Medicaid planning types of trusts because they are fairly um, technical and you want to make sure that what you're doing is actually protecting the assets um, for your family down the road. So we're here with uh, Linda Greer from PB Elder Law. The direct phone number to talk to uh, Linda is 204-1055. That's 716-204-1055. They're on Cayuga in Chitawaga, right by the Buffalo Airport. Or you could go to their website at pbelderlaw.com. You could just Google that as well. If you just Google PB Elder Law, I'm sure they'll come uh, right up. How many how many lawyers are in the firm, uh, Linda? So there's six of us now, um, and we all do the same type of work. So we are all sort of concentrated in the area of elder law and estate planning. Okay. So we didn't, I forgot to ask you one thing as we go back to the probate thing. How long does it take to complete this whole process? So if someone calls you today after hearing the show and they wanted to get started on the trusts and avoiding probate. How long from right now, soup to nuts, does this process take? Sure, that's a good question. So if somebody calls our office, um, we're gonna generally get them in within a week or two to have an appointment and sit down. We normally will spend maybe an hour to 90 minutes with a person um, just doing an initial consultation um, and getting some information from them, answering and addressing questions, and then maybe coming up with a very uh, general plan for them for a plan of action about what they can do. Uh, assuming that the client does want to go in that direction, we would then um, have them sign a retainer agreement with us. And once that retainer agreement is signed, we get working on their documents right away. So normally within a couple weeks time, uh, they're going to be receiving draft documents from our office to review. They come back in, get everything signed, witnessed and notarized, and then um, that trust is going to be effective essentially the date that it's signed um, by the creators of that trust. It would then have to be also signed by the trustees of the trust, but the starting time starts ticking as of the date that it's signed by the grantors there. What other services does PB Elder Law provide? Sure. So we do concentrate in the area of estates. So that's probate estates, as we've talked about. But also, in addition to that, prior to somebody passing away, we deal with making sure they have a last will and testament and a durable power of attorney and a healthcare proxy and all of those planning needs that we need in advance. So uh, we do guardianships. Uh, so that could be for a person with a special need or developmental disability. We also do guardianships for um elders or seniors that maybe didn't make a plan and now they've had a catastrophic event and we do all of that as well. So we sort of do the the gamut of estate planning, trusts, elder law, asset protection. Um, we also can do a little bit of protection from the perspective of we have a larger estate and we're wanting to plan ahead to avoid estate taxes after we die. That's less common because the estate tax thresholds are pretty high right now. The New York State estate tax threshold is six million one hundred and ten thousand dollars, and most people that I meet with don't, you know, don't meet that threshold. But when that happens, we can come up with ideas for people to help uh, minimize or avoid uh, estate taxes after they pass away as well. So we kind of do the whole gamut of um, all of those things that people need for life's transitions. You know, I, I see some um, attorney firms and attorney advertising that you know. Um, concentrates on wills and things that you mentioned before. There's a lot of misconceptions 
with wills. I know that, and we could use that for a whole other show. But why why should you know you offer these basic three things like a will, a, a healthcare proxy, things like that? Why is PBL law a very good place to go with even the, the simplest of items here? Sure. I think the thing that sets us apart is because we do what we do, we are able to anticipate um, contingencies or conditions that might happen that you're not thinking about right now. So as an example, when you have a married couple, most people will simply say, I leave everything to my spouse and done to my children. And that might make sense in many situations. But now as we're getting older and maybe one of the spouses is experiencing some health issues, it doesn't make sense that I leave everything to my husband if my husband is looking like he's going to be going to a nursing home and you know my, why would i leave everything from my estate to him i could maybe bypass him or leave a chunk to my children so there are things you still have to you do have to make some provisions for your spouse new york state law requires that but you can minimize what that is so as an example if i have to if i am required to leave a third to my spouse because the state law requires me to do that i could still leave the other two thirds to my kids and save some of that. So, you know, general practitioners that you hear people say, oh, we do a will, they might not think about those types of contingencies and think about, well, let's revisit these documents because they change. The other really important thing is the power of attorney is a really important document. And many general practitioners will not bother to um, allow your agent to have the ability to do gifting or moving of assets around, or they think you shouldn't allow your agent to do that. And it's actually really important power to have, because if you become incapacitated, let's say you have a heart attack or a stroke, you're going to want your agent to take steps to try to protect and preserve assets. And if they don't have the authority to move assets around because they don't have that quote unquote gifting authority and the power of attorney, they're not going to be able to do what you want them to. So if people are general practitioners and they don't really understand the ins and outs of these things, they don't understand the importance of some of these conditions. Um, and I think it's really important at PB Elder Law, this is what we do. So we do try to anticipate as many things as possible. Obviously, we don't have a crystal ball and we can't guarantee things, but we certainly try our best with our knowledge base and experience to direct people uh, beyond just the simple documents um, and anticipate things that they might need down the road. Great conversation as always with uh, Linda Greer and PB Elder Law. 204-1055 is the phone number if you would like a consultation with them. That's 716-204-1055. On the website, of course, at pbelderlaw.com, where you can Google them as well. PB Elder Law. These are good folks. It's a great firm, and I would suggest you give them a call. Linda, thank you very much for your time, as always. Appreciate it. Thank you, buddy. Have a great day. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.